The Vision app is the best place to find a growing range of on-demand audio for the whole family. Your kids or grandkids can listen to the popular radio drama Adventures in Odyssey and two-minute Bible stories called Quick Sticks whenever it suits you. Whether you're in the car for a few minutes or for a longer trip, these two programs will keep the kids entertained. New episodes are added every weekday in the free Vision Christian Media app. If you don't already have the app on your smartphone or tablet, download it now from vision.org.au slash app. Vision.org.au slash app. Vision. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. Well, it's not just rugby fans that are interested in the latest developments, the latest issues surrounding Israel Folau. As a Christian who has an appreciation that the word homosexuality can never be surgically removed from the list of sins from the Bible, you're likely to be incensed at the furor around Israel Folau and the main people who are offended by the comments who really would be the ARU sponsors. Well, James Parker has become a well-known Christian advocate on issues within the homosexual community, and he travels widely, sharing his own story and his journey from homosexual lifestyle to Christ. James has been thinking deeply about what's happening with Israel Folau. James, welcome back to 2020. It's great to be with you today, Neil. Thanks for having me on. James, let me just remind listeners of what the uh, the controversy is all about. The post that Israel Folau made, uh, which said, Hell awaits drunks, homosexuals, adulterers, liars, fornicators, thieves, atheists and idolaters, adding that they should repent and giving a Bible verse there, 1 Corinthians 6, 9 to 11. That's what the furor is all about, uh, but certainly those who are advocates for the homosexual community, LGBTIQ, they've been really, uh, they've been angered by that. Yes, indeed. And, and it's understandable in many ways, because what's happened is certainly in the past couple of decades, but this has been sort of five decades in the making, really, Neil, is that we as a society have, um, uh, in a sense, we, we've fallen for um, the lie that contains some truth, as lies often do, that people are, or their identity, is what they're attracted to sexually. Well, ultimately, nobody's whole persona is what they're attracted to sexually. So therefore, if many people come from that mentality that the essence of their identity is their sexual attraction, then of course, what um, Israel Folau is quoting, and, and, and these Bible verses that particularly refer to homosexuality, they seem to be incredibly um, offensive and, and, and even destructive and divisive. And yet the opposite is true. Is What happens is God's word as ever is seeking to call all of us to be able to, um, to reject a worldly understanding of how we see ourselves and how we associate our identity with things of this world and says, Come back to your creator who ultimately understands who you are and has your identity to hand. So really, certainly where I'm coming from and where many people that I deal with on a daily basis are coming from, they see what Israel Folau has said as being um, commendable, not deplorable, 
and as an, an incredible act of charity towards us as human beings. Interesting to raise that point, James, because what we're seeing in the mainstream media is that people are seeing those comments as deplorable and for many refreshing to hear you say that some are saying this is the pathway to freedom. And then in amongst all of that, there are these threats that come to issues like freedom of speech. This is really, really clearly highlighted in the Israel Folau case. That's right. They, they, they very much are. And, and I'll be honest with you, you know, as I've been reading this story and, and I've been having discussion with many people, not just across Australia, but outside of Australia who are looking carefully at this story, but there are, with many of the, my own fellow and our fellow Australians who've left behind the LGBT identity and left behind uh, that sort of LGBT ideology, we, we're actually, we actually believe that Rugby Australia and New South Wales Rugby Union and even the, the NRL, the National Rugby League, that, that they're showing a whole new different level of bigotry and intolerance because really they're turning around, they're changing the very essence and the, and the values of rugby itself, which were created towards some 150 years ago in the UK from my own motherland. And, and really what's happening is their inability to be able to give the freedom of speech and a freedom to religious conviction to someone like Israel Folau means that they're actually trying to change moral standards that deeply affect young people and the way that they think. Now, let's be honest, really what Israel has done is he's quoted God's word. Now, that stood the test of time. Um, and he's now being vilified, um, even though... This very same word has brought and continues today to bring freedom and inner freedom to people stuck in alcoholism or people who've been stuck or practiced fornication or been in adultery or stolen or, or realize that they're living lives full of, uh, full of lies. Uh, but also it's bringing people who regarded themselves as, as homosexual or gay or, or whatever the other acronym could be from LGBTQI. It's bringing all of them to repentance and to freedom. Um, so, really, by belittling Israel, what the Rugby Australia and New South Wales Rugby Union are doing, um, in some way, they're mocking and belittling the really painful and challenging journeys that many of us, including myself, have taken to leave behind a very toxic and often deeply destructive lifestyle um, when we've had to just reject LGBT ideology. So on one side, you've got, you've got Rugby Australia trying to stand up and say, how dare you say these things? And on the other side, there's those of us who've lived those lifestyles saying to Rugby Australia or wanting to say to Rugby Australia, well, how dare you say these things? You haven't been in that place. You haven't lived. You haven't lived in that way. You, you haven't had that inner freedom stolen from you. And yet here Israel is calling us back and reminding us that with God, there is always, but always a better way for every human being not just for those people in that list in 1 Corinthians 6, verses 9 to 11. You're much more privy to the sorts of information about those who are exiting uh, the homosexual lifestyle, James. Yeah. In fact, uh, yeah. as I understand it, you say there are hundreds of people who are leaving behind homosexuality yeah. and transgenderism, immoral sexual yeah. behaviours. Uh, but these are not acknowledged at all in any mainstream media reporting of an issue like this. Well, and they're, they're not new, and, and regrettably, no place is given for, 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 the, for our voices, for these voices, partly because it's so, it's, it challenges so deeply what has now become 
an entrenchment of really what I can only describe as, as, as lies. Now, that's not totally lies. But, you know, there's always some truth contained in lies, and that's what makes them in some way um, palatable to some degree or other. But there are literally, and I'm constantly coming across people all the time who are leaving behind the gay lifestyle and saying, this isn't for me, or this deep down isn't who I am. I thought it was who I was, and I've been out there. And, you know, and, and uh, for some people, they have the choice. That, well, everybody has a choice to go and make that their lifestyle, should they wish to. But people should also be able to have the choice to say, no, thank you, I want to leave that behind. Now, we as a group, we, too, we are the new minority, in a sense, who are vilified and mocked. And, uh, I mean, I, I and others, friends of mine, like Israel Folau, we experience horrendous bullying online from other people, um, partly because we have a difference of opinion. Now, my concern in this, Neil, is, is that we here in Australia, regarding ourselves as a Western country and regarding ourselves as, as a democracy, is we are seeing some of our fundamental freedoms being stolen from us right in front of our face. The atheist doesn't have to believe in God. You know, a person in the gay lifestyle may turn around and say that they were born gay. But then there's others who might have believed they're born gay who now decide or believe that they haven't been born gay. Well, why aren't they allowed that same freedom? Because without that freedom, actually, we do become an exclusive rather than an inclusive society. And what's happening is we're seeing those who've been screaming for inclusivity for so long, and that includes the NRL, now becoming extremely exclusive in their opinions and in their actions as well. And when that happens, nobody wins, ultimately. James, let's talk about ordinary people who feel like, uh, you know, going off and hiding, uh, crawling under a rock because there are criticisms uh, that are coming. I know that you're encouraging people. This is not the time to hide away. This is the time to be louder and more clear than ever in your proclamation of truth and the gospel. Uh, what what are I, I you getting at with absolutely. that sort of thing? Well, I, I mean, the, the, the bottom line is this is, you know, first off, it's really important that we don't just kowtow to whatever the loudest noise is in and around us. Um, in some way, that's what's happening in our universities as well. Uh, and yet, deep down, for, you know, for many, many years, and in some cases, just centuries, there are certain beliefs that have been upheld, and those beliefs that have been upheld, particularly Judeo-Christian beliefs, have, have permitted societies to mature and have permitted them to thrive. So it's important that when, you know, when we have a sense of something that pricks our own conscience and says, no, I'm, I'm not in full agreement with what I'm being told to believe, that we actually begin to speak up and we begin to speak up loudly. Otherwise, what happens is it doesn't take long for a toxic stronghold, it's a bit of a strong phrase, but a toxic stronghold from what are often small and, and yet deeply aggressive groups. And it's not just around sexuality, but in the whole area of politics and other areas as well. And what happens is it begins to silence people. Now, regrettably, this is what's beginning to happen in the world of sport. Uh, and, and sport is, let's be honest, this is a Christian radio station, Neil, but sport is our number one God in, in Australia. And, um, you know, if, if that religion falls, and let me tell you, my friend, every single religion will fall in some other. So, I mean, I'm always out to encourage people, yes, to pray, but to also act strongly, particularly around political voting and with the forthcoming federal election, to think very, very carefully about how people vote so that we can bat away 
any form of intolerance or bigotry or hate speech or any deeply rooted phobia um, that can get stirred up in our society itself. But the, the, the time is always now for the gospel, always now. It can't wait till tomorrow because there are people across the board who are in need of the gospel today. And that's why um, whatever people throw my way or throw the way of others who are speaking out, particularly on the topic of sexuality, we're saying we need to be able to have an open discussion about these matters. I'm all for dialogue. And that means that both parties or all sides have the opportunity to be able to speak what they need to speak Nobody should be silenced when it comes to debate. But regrettably, that appears to be the direction we're going in. So people need to be able to stand up and to keep speaking loudly with their voices rather than permitting themselves to be silenced. And, James, I'm going to give a website, one called twoprisms.com. There are stories of people there who've found freedom in their lives after an encounter with Christ and dealing with these sorts of sexuality issues that nobody really wants to talk about. When people visit that website, what would you expect their response to be to some of the stories that they might read? Well, I ask that people would go there very much open-minded, recognizing that these are the stories of real lives. These are stories of people with flesh and blood like themselves who've been looking out for a place of hope, who've been looking for community, who've been looking for love. And what's happened is they found a pathway that has brought them that truth, that community, that hope, and that love. So I just invite people to read them, to just reflect very carefully on them, and to recognize that sometimes... All of us need to just um, open the gates or the doorways of our minds a little bit further and to realize that uh, we all have a place and all of our stories have a place here on earth and that also there's a loving Heavenly Father who longs to take us into his arms. And that's why, whatever happens, I will seek to keep proclaiming Jesus. And reminded, even in a conversation like this today, James, that the actions of an Israel Falau, as we said earlier, uh, some are angered and others are relieved that he's said yeah. such things in those posts and uh, we ought to keep him in our prayers. Uh, James Parker, uh, just thank you so much for taking some time to share your thoughts with us today on 2020. Neil, it's been great. Thank you for having me on air. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.